In recent news, Next 90 is now back on the air. But where has he been? Don't call it a comeback. Here we go again, my friends. This is the next 90. As I said in the previous episode about turning shoulds into musts, I am in my car. That's right. This week is being brought to you by my car. My car is actually a little safe place for me. In fact, over the last 90 days, ironically, I've spent a lot of time in my car. Um, I've been going through a lot as I've talked about inside of uh, my my business life. And uh, I've taken a lot of solace just working, calling people from my car. I'm kind of a uh, a kid without a home right now as I've, I've sold the business and I'm transitioning into my, my next endeavors. Um, the car has become like my mobile office, driving around, meeting people. But there's a lot of times that I don't necessarily have a place to go. The Starbucks Wi-Fi is great, but uh, it's also kind of loud in there. So it's kind of distracting. And so my car is quiet. And so I'm actually enjoying this, um, this exercise of podcasting from my car. But this episode is not about my car. This episode is actually about a different form of transportation and also about transformation. And that different form of transportation is a bicycle. Yes, this is going to be a lesson about bike, of riding a bike. And what's the old adage about riding a bike? Once you learn how to ride a bike, you never forget, right? You always hear that like, once you learn how to ride a bike, you just can never forget how to not ride a bike. And it's so true. Like none of us can like unlearn how to ride a bike. It's like impossible for us to get on a bike once we know how to ride it and not know how to move forward and not know how to, you know, uh, prevent falling. Now, some of you crazy bastards are probably going up jumps. And uh, I've got some friends that live in Idaho that love to do, you know, mountain biking. And I'm sure they take some spills and tumbles. But point being is that we we uh, never forget how to ride a bike. And I, I got a voice note this morning from one of my coaching clients. Um, he's he's one of my one of my one of my more elite coaching clients. And when I say elite, this guy is just a masterful student and he's a masterful leader. He has been working on personal development for a long time. He too has has done Tony Robbins Unleash the Power. He did business mastery. He hired a Tony Robbins individual coach. Um, he stumbled onto the warrior's way and he stumbled onto the next 90. Uh, he reached out to me and we had a powerful conversation and he entered into the gauntlet known as the next 90 and also is a blackout graduate, which is the experience at the end of the next 90. And since then, he he and I have engaged in a one-on-one coaching um, contract. And so I've been coaching him for almost about a, a year now. And he literally applies everything that we talk about to his life and he holds himself fiercely accountable through the accountability that he and I work on together. His name is Franklin Swan. And he owns a company that's 124 years old. 124 years old. 1896, right? 1896, I believe, is uh, when his company was founded. He is a 
fifth generation owner of this business. It's called Swans Furniture and it's a town called Tyler, Texas. And they like are probably one of the very few companies in this entire world, let alone this country, that have withstood the test of time. And I truly believe it's because he and his family have honed in on some basic principles. So he is running this business. And I think a lot of you would go, oh my God, oh my God, I would love that if my dad or my uncle or my grandpa or my great grandpappy or my great great grandpappy started a business that could just be handed to me, that could just be handed to me. Like, oh, why couldn't I have been born into that family where I just get this, this business? And I'll tell you, au contraire, mon frère, au contraire, because the weight that this gentleman has to carry by carrying that torch is so heavy. 124 years, he has to carry that legacy, that history, and not only preserve it, but perpetuate it forward. And so he was carrying the weight of this business thinking, I'm going to be the one, I am going to be the one that takes down this business. This guy's done Kokoro, which is the Navy SEAL, um, you know, two or three day immersion. He's done, you know, ultra marathons, like physical specimen. And, you know, he was trying everything. And so he and I entered into a conversation. And when you, when you come inside the next 90, you have to do a thing called the gap map. And the gap map exposes like where you are, where you want to go and what's standing in the way. And he and I continue to joke about it to this day that his gap map was the most detailed gap map I've ever seen. Like literally pages and bullet points and crazy stuff. And I was like, um, all right. And I read through it and some major, major things, you know, stood out on me, stood out to me. And in our very first call, our very first call, I said, you know what's missing for you? Leadership, leadership. And he's like, well, that's why I want coaching. I want leadership. Says, no, 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 no. Like you, you finally owning the fact that you are a leader, that you are a naturally born but also someone who works like extremely hard on your own personal development and leadership skills. You have to understand and own the fact that you are a leader. Once you get that, like everything will click. And so, you know, we're, like I said, we're almost a a year into our, our journey and he's had massive breakthroughs, you know, quarter after quarter business is, is, is growing and booming. Um, You know, he, he said that we had one call, that will literally put an extra million dollars into his business this year. And that call was centered around leadership. So you're probably wondering, where the hell does this bicycle come into play? Well, I'll tell you, he left me a voice note this morning and like the last three or four weeks of his life, this this word leadership has really, he's grabbed onto it. And I said, look, it's not just leadership in the business, it's leadership in your home, it's leadership in, in continue to lead, lead in, in your phys, physicality and your body, it's leading in your business, of course, like that's a major part of this. It's leading your community. He's, he's a faith-based man, it's leading in your church. And so he called me and said, you know, I've been trying to teach my son how to ride a bike for, for quite some time. And he just was having a hard time with it. He was struggling and, and you know, couldn't, couldn't get it. And he said, and yesterday we had a massive breakthrough. And he said, and I, I gave him two very simple yet profound insights on how to ride a bike. 
He said, stop looking at your pedals, look at where you want to go, and don't stop pedaling. He said, if you stop pedaling, you lose your momentum and you'll get wobbly and you could fall over. And if you keep looking down at your, at your pedals, you can't see where you're going. And so he told his son this, and literally the next pass, his son gets on the bike and rides and rides and rides, rode for a mile down the road on this next pass after he said, look where you're going and stop or don't stop pedaling. Look where you're going and don't stop pedaling. And then there was a third insight. He was pedaling alongside his son and as he was alongside his son, his son would get kind of shaky and wobbly as he started to back off and let him go and go on his own and pedal on his own and focus on where he wanted to go. His son got better and better and better and better. And now the crazy thing is you and I all know his son from this day forward or from yesterday forward will never ever not know how to ride a bike. Will not, will never not know how to get on that thing and go. Like he has to choose to get on. He has to choose to pedal. He has to choose to see where he's going, but he will never not know how to do it. And I thought, holy crap, holy crap. This is powerful. At the end of the, uh, at the end of his voice note, actually, he goes, um, if I was a podcaster, this is, be, this would be a good podcast. I said, well, my friend, luckily for you, I am a good podcaster, or at least in my own mind, this will be a podcast and it will be dedicated to you because I am not like, you know, I don't just take a, a one way street on coaching. I am always grabbing information from my clients, insights from my clients that can help me and I can apply to my life. And then my, my job and my duty is to give those gifts away to you here in the next 90 nation. So, uh, I thought about it and I go, we all know what to do. We all know how to ride the bike of life. We all know how to ride the bike of life. And it is to focus on where we want to go and don't stop pedaling. Like, do not stop pedaling. The moment you stop pedaling, you get wobbly, you get shaky, or you just stop. And when you stop, you're stuck exactly in that spot. And you know what to do. Get on the bike, look where you want to go, and pedal your ass off. And sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes you're going to go uphill and you're going to sweat and you have to stand up off of that seat and crank and your thighs are burning. You want to stop, but you'll never get to the top of that hill if you stop pedaling. And on the flip side, there's times where we're like cruising downhill and it feels so good and we're just coasting. And there's times where it's just kind of flat, but that is life. That is life. Like we just have to keep focusing on where we want to go and stop pedaling. We all learned this a long time ago. All learned this a long time ago. And we talk about all these things we should do in the previous episode. But no, we must. We must get on that bike. We must keep pedaling. We must keep looking forward. Like his company has not been around for 124 years because they said we should do some stuff. They said, no, we must. We must preserve this legacy. We must be around for another 100 plus years. The statistics on being around that long, five generations, it's like the last digit of pi from a percentile perspective. You, you just don't get there. Second generation businesses fail at a rate of 60%. Third generation businesses fail 
at 90%. I don't even know what a fifth generation stat is. I don't even know how many fifth generation businesses are around other than the big ones like Johnson and Johnson. And that's pretty much the only one I know, by the way. Um, and so like, but it's because they kept their eye on where they wanted to go and they kept pedaling. They kept pedaling, they kept going. I'm sure they had plenty of opportunities to sell the business, but they said, no, this is not in my path. This is not in the vision that I have. And the irony of this whole thing is someday that kid that was riding the, uh, the bike, he'll be the sixth generation. How do I know that? Because I know his dad won't stop pedaling. I know his dad knows where he's going. And I know his dad is going to lead his son. Sometimes leadership means backing off, not being right next to your child and hovering over them. Our job as parents is not to protect our children. Our job as parents is to teach our children to protect themselves. And leadership sometimes means letting them go, even though we know they might get a little wobbly and even though we know they might fall. That is leadership. So I have no doubt that the Swan Furniture Company is going to be around for another 100 plus years because this leadership will be passed down from generation to generation. They will keep pedaling. They will look at where they want to go and they will not stop. Check out Swans Furniture in Tyler, Texas. That's Swans with two ends in Tyler, Texas. You can see Franklin's handsome mug and uh, you can see what legacy truly looks like. So my friends, get back on your bike. If you're not on it, get back on that damn bike. See where you want to go and pedal your ass off till you get where you want to go. Then set your sights on new courses, take a little breather and get back on that bike and pedal again. You all know how to do it. You all know how to get out of the current state you're in or to accelerate the one that you like. And that's to keep on pedaling. I'm motivated to teach my daughter to ride her bike. And I was going to tell him, my friend, this is your opportunity to be my coach, but I already got what I need. I already got what I need from a two minute and 57 second uh, voice note to me this morning and has now turned into an almost 15 minute podcast. And it's only been 30 minutes of my day, less actually, and I've cranked out two podcasts, things that I've been avoiding for two weeks now. I just got it done. Is it perfect? Hell no, it's in my car, but I'm doing it. And that is the point. And I say that to myself as I look in my rear view mirror at my eyes, you're doing it. You're doing what you said you should be doing. And I feel so much better. I have no doubt this day is going to be a great day. Why? Because I'm doing what I must and what I said I was going to do. I'm actually focusing on where I'm going and I'm pedaling my ass off right now. Have a wonderful day. Get back on that bike, pedal your ass off and own the next 90. I'm out.